0: Hi there, and welcome back to the Rashcast with Jake and John. I'm Jake,
1: and I'm John.
0: So uh, here we are recapping the Dodgers series. Uh, yes. And frankly, the less said about it, the better. And yeah, uh, I
1: mean, we'll still talk about it. I mean, it was when I mean, we talked about it on Thursday about like what we were expecting from the series, and we said if we could come out with a win, it would be a Good thing. And we couldn't come out with a win. The Nats were slept, swept in three games because the Dodgers scoring a whole bunch of runs.
0: Am I right? Yeah. Uh, well, they scored five runs total. Uh, yes. But all of those were in a game where they lost 9-5. to five. Yes.
1: So, yeah, not not great. Nothing great from that. The offense – I mean, this is well said. The offense looked like it was an offense that was being start-benched, uh, being like part of with uh, Jordy Mercer as your five hitter. Like, you know – It's going to happen if you're going to have half your lineup out with COVID. And, yeah, yesterday they could have scored more runs, especially in that top half of the inning and top of the eighth when they had a real good chance with first and second no out. They should have scored then. But outside of that, I mean, Soto had a good series. Trey hit a bunch. Robles, I mean, there's some questions with Robles, but I think it's going to go serious. I mean, we're judging Robles series to series. We're doing it a little bit
0: wrong. And then Zim hit well, too. I mean, it's just from the bottom of the order. It's just a black hole. So here's the thing. The, the Nats were not just facing the Dodgers. They were facing a Dodgers team that was missing its two best players. They were that is missing,
1: true. But the pitching mis- was
0: great. The pitching was great, except for Corbett. And the, the fact is, the, the Dodgers didn't score very much in no. the series. They didn't score against Joe Ross. They scored one run off of Max Scherzer. That they was scored, like Robles' fault. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Robles has had two shaky defensive plays. Uh, the truth is the Nats are not... Even the, the good Nats, the ones who are supposed to be here, apart from Turner and Soto, are not hitting for very much power. I mean, who ah. who else?
1: I mean, Robles. Yeah, Robles doesn't
0: have an extra base hit. Yeah. Zimmerman doesn't have an extra base hit. I think And that's outside, it for the good Nats.
1: Well, outside and Zim, of... And
0: Zim's a bench player. He's going to be a bench player when all push comes to shove. Outside of Turner and Soto, the Nats have five extra base hits, and yeah, I mean, one of we have, them was by Steven Strasburg. Yeah, I mean, we have, what, ten extra base
1: hits just total generally? Yeah, it's not— Like, the, they're not hitting for any power right now. I mean, that's the thing that concerns me most about Robles is the, the fact that he hasn't hit for any power. I do like his eye, though. He's been walking a lot more, which is a promising sign coming from Robles. Yeah, but, who knows? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's too serious also. And, and there's also be said about, you know, who the Nats were facing this series. I mean, it's not like they are facing some schlubs. They are facing Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, and Julio Urias. Yeah. and three they
0: Really, I really mean, good pitchers. The thing that happened was exactly what you would expect to happen for a team facing those three pitchers with Jordy Mercer as its five-hitter. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's still,
1: as we said last time, it's still kind of hard to judge this team. I mean, the pitching's look good.
0: Bullpen, I mean, outside Tanner Rainey's looked pretty good. Everyone who is expected to be a major part of this team going forward, with the exception of Corbin and there are obvious mitigating yeah. circumstances.
1: Corbin, there. I'm not worried about. I mean, you don't pitch for 14 days. You look a little rusty. Like,
0: you know, that's going to yeah. happen. Everyone who's supposed to be a part of this team has looked very good. Soto I mean, has Brad looked Hand terrific. looked fantastic. Hand looked great. I mean, Rainey has looked shaky. Obviously, mm-hmm. as we as we mentioned, uh, his velocity's down. Commands not terrible. I, I don't think he's even walked anyone yet. But uh, but there's some yeah. signs of concern with Rainey. I mean, Scherzer looked really great yesterday. Strasburg his velocity was down. Yeah, which was a little concerning. But he was commanding <laughs> every pitch. So. Yeah, I think he. I mean, FP talked about this a little bit during the game yesterday, but how he
1: was trying to look like he was going a little bit less effort. Which, which with his motion and everything, trying to just throw the ball a little bit better instead of just throwing it all arm. like it was, So I understand like why his velocity might be down a little bit because he was working on something different. And it worked. It was effective.
0: Yeah, and 92 to 95 with his off-speed pitches still, still plays plenty well. And very much plays. Level. But uh, the problem with this team uh, is the problem that we've identified all along, which is that this team... You know, they basically, because of their depth problems, uh, they need everything to go right for them to be a really competitive team, especially offensively. Uh, and the thing is, you know, obviously things have gone more wrong than you'd expect for oh, well, yeah, the first I mean, week. Obviously, Half your team is out with COVID. Right. But, you know, the the Dodgers missed Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger and were able to slide a Zach McKinstry in there, who yeah. basically was their, their offensive highlight through the series. And obviously, the Nats are never going to be the Dodgers. No team is ever going to be the Dodgers. The Dodgers have insane depth that comes from an organization that drafts incredibly well, that has you know, well. Not, un, not unlimited financial resources, but has a lot, a lot of money. Uh, and then, yeah, you could just find random players who will do very well, like Max Muncie. Well, like Zach McKinstry, who was a thirty-sixth round draft pick. I exactly. mean, the Nats are not going to be that, but the Nats are, and and I don't think that most teams out there could lose their five, five through, through eight, eight, hitters. eight hitters. Yeah, four and, through eight, four through eight. Yeah.
1: I mean, Zimmerman's not going to be our four hitter. That's true. And still be competitive. but the Especially Nats... against the two best teams in the National League.
0: Right. It's, it's way too early to say anything about this team. But, you know, we knew depth was going to be an issue coming into the season. And so far, you know, we haven't been proved wrong. Uh, and I'd say probably the, I wouldn't say the most concerning development, but possibly the development with the most ramifications for this team is how bad Eric Fetty looked, mm-hmm. which isn't a surprise. I mean, knew he he's, sucked. Yeah. Right. He's never been good. Yeah. But this team is five deep at starter.
1: I'd be interested to see if they ever try both back out at starter, just to see what you have there instead of Fetty. I mean, I'd rather – at this point going forward, I'd rather have both than Fetty. But I guess Fetty's more stretched out.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, one of them is going to be – The Nats don't really have much of a choice but to keep both of them, which is, a like, when Will Harris comes back, the Nats will have an eight-man bullpen. I'd rather see them keep an Avilon or a Sam Clay. Sam Clay, I think, has looked terrific. He looks fantastic, yeah. Uh, Although now his ERA doesn't show that because of a fluke three-earned run game on Saturday. I'd rather have them keep someone who is actually good in short relief than try and turn Eric Fetty into a short reliever with the intention of start you know stretching him out if they ever need a spot starter because frankly with this team he's not a long term option at starter I, I'd rather see them sign some guy off the street a Rick Porcello type mm-hmm. than keep going at it with like. Starting I pitching mean, depth is maybe, one thing.
1: I mean, Annabelle Sanchez is still out there. Apparently, he's about to sign with someone. We were at the same uh, again.
0: Yeah, it looks like he'll be delayed. He had a cut on his finger that kept him from throwing after a couple of pitches on his last showcase. But the point is, starting pitching depth is only as good. Like, if your starting pitching depth can't give you competitive starts, there's no point in keeping them around. And nothing in Eric Fetty's career has suggested to me that he can – be a useful sixth starter. So why bother?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's fair. I mean, if, unless you're talking to Flax. Eric Fetty, truther, Andrew Flax.
0: If Flax clarified clarified his position and said essentially that he wants to try Fla- or Fetty out of the bullpen because he's been bad as a starter. But that's, <laughs> you know, not exactly a ringing endorsement of this his chance. This is like the there.
1: early 20th, 2010s Baltimore Orioles idea of like, hey, you're a starter. You, you suck because before we, we didn't develop you correctly, let's try you as a closer. And sometimes
0: it works. Sometimes you get Zach Britton and sometimes you get Brian Mannitz, So Brian Mattis was an effective reliever for a couple of seasons. Yeah. Eric Fetty is not left-handed and he's not going to be a short reliever like that. His stuff is already what it is. Like It's not going to play up any more than 95-96. Listen, he's, he's starting tonight, so that's I don't know. Tonight. No, Fetty's starting tonight. It's Fetty, Strasburg, and then Joe Ross. Fantasy Baseball uh, lied to
1: me. They said Strasburg was starting tonight.
0: No, it's it's Eric Fetty. I'm sorry. Uh, Fetty fine. versus John Gant for a team Ugh. coming off of five straight losses. So Fun. I probably would have flip-flopped them. Not that it really matters. No. Uh, I mean, hopefully the team. I mean, when do you think? They can be available i mean the guys i heard the st louis series with one so they could come back so there is a suggestion that bell schwarber and harrison might all be in the lineup tonight ooh yes so and I'll, I'll say this you know there were a lot of people sort of in response to saying oh the nats plan c hasn't worked uh you know people were jumping in and saying oh well their plan a has josh harrison sitting at second base and like it's you know it's not a great plan A, eh? but we kind of have to see if it's going to work or not before we can judge it. Like I don't mm-hmm. think anything, anything about. It's an indictment of the Nats' depth these last five games, you know, to the extent that they can really be, you know, they're, they're playing the Dodgers. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, it's I mean, a you tough play the Braves, matchup. You play the
1: Dodgers. You play two great teams. I mean, like, what do you expect?
0: Yeah, like with well, you play
1: two great teams with your half your. Pretty much three regulars, three of your, what was going to be your starting lineup, opening day in the lineup. You know you're going to get
0: steamrolled, and it's going to yeah. happen. My question and is,
1: why didn't uh,
0: Gomes or Avia, Avila get any playing time this weekend? Gomes started the second game. Oh, that's right. Okay, but they but weren't we, going to start him day game after a night game, and they were facing a lefty, so they would rather sense. have Jonathan Lucroy. Who it should be mentioned is one of the few replacements to actually be hitting. Jordy uh, Mercer's hitting too. Jordy Mercer is hitting <laughs> and Jonathan Lucroy is hitting. But I mean, a, I'm, I'm fine with
1: keeping Lucroy around for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would not like we have better options off the bench. That's exactly right. I mean, you I mean, got to choose between Lucroy or Yadiel Hernandez. Who would you rather keep or Hernan Perez,
0: of the three? Which Perez is keep? is probably sticking around. Uh, yeah. But it's really it's really a choice between Lucroy and Mercer Yadiel Hernandez. Or, well, is no, it, they're,
1: or Mercer.
0: They're so probably going to be Mercer.
1: So then Luke Roy or Yadiel Hernandez. they both get cut because you have the bench would be Stevenson, um, Zimmerman, Avila, and then fourth spot.
0: Yeah, you're right. And so uh, Hernan
1: Perez, or, and then Hernan Perez, and then because Mercer and Perez were
0: both slated to make the opening day roster regardless. Right. And so, obviously Hernandez yeah. and Luke Roy weren't. Yeah. But now that they're both. I. I don't know. I I don't think there's a ton of utility in having three catchers on this team. No, uh, especially so none of them that
1: can even play first. And we don't even need another first baseman either. So
0: No. Uh, but, I mean, so it's a question of whether or not you think Luke Roy is going to be a better bench bat than – I mean, you don't need a backup shortstop like, you – I don't think that you really need to be carrying Mercer and Perez at the same time either. I I mean, the idea that Mercer is there in case you need a backup shortstop, like if I do have turn, guys
1: who have played a lot of innings at shortstop in their career between Starlin Castro and
0: Josh well Josh Harrison mostly second, but he can play short. If if there's like a mid-game situation. You've got guys who can handle shortstop well enough and then if there's a long-term injury well a you're screwed anyway but mm-hmm. to, to turner i mean uh but b uh i mean you've got options in the minor leagues if it's a long-term injury you can go with Luis garcia you can i mean hell mercer might accept a minor league assignment who knows so yeah. i just i don't see I don't know. I mean, there aren't a ton of good options. Lucre has been hitting, uh, and he... I mean, you don't need three catchers when you've got Gomes and Avila who are both supposed to, you know, sort of share playing time. Um, To the extent that a third catcher lets you pinch hit Avila more against right-handed relievers, I guess that could be useful. It's not like he's a great hitter anyway. But then again, he's probably your best left-handed bench bat, now that I think about it, unless you really believe in Andrew Stevenson.
1: That's why I was of Yadiel, yeah.
0: Keeping yeah. a good I lefty mean, off the bench. I mean, good is doing a lot of work. With good is doing a lot of work, yeah. I like him. I'm a big Yaddy believer. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he had a good at-bat, uh, that double in... The uh, first game of this series was a good at bat. That's a run the Nats should have scored. The thing is, with the way the pitching was, with how effective the pitching was, starting pitching especially, the Nats could have won one game in this. They definitely series. could. Have, they could
1: have definitely won game one. I mean, that was a, a, I feel like a winnable game. They were, they worked Buehler pretty well in the first couple innings. Um, I feel like they 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 could have easily won that first game.
0: Yeah but i mean they didn't it, nope. i mean and i It's obviously hard to get, get too upset of... yeah
1: it's hard to get too upset over that like they could have won they didn't i mean the most i think the most encouraging sign from all of this is just juan soto just can't be stopped like you know he just does everything always and just never doesn't hit <laughs> like you know, i was there's a thing in my back of my mind about soto with the terrible spring training that like, maybe he'll go off to a bad start or something like that maybe he'll be a little slow no no, no. He hits nukes. He hits missiles. He just hits the ball. I I don't I think, I, I don't think there's any player I've ever watched who does so much in the box to intimidate the pitcher or to try to get into the pitcher's head. Just all the motions, all the things that he does. It's a game to him, and I think he more than any other hitter. Like hitters are intimidating just from the presence. I mean, Barry Bonds stands in the box. You're you're shaking it in your boots because it's Barry Bonds. But like. You know, Soto, I mean, he's going up to that stat, not the bond status, of course, but the status of he steps in the box and he's intimidating. But he'll he'll say stuff to the pitchers. He'll char, jar at them. He'll get up in their face almost well, as much as he can while staying in the batter's box. And I don't think anyone out there truly inti- appreciates the gamesmanship that Soto does, or not appreciates, but does the gamemanship that Soto does in the right. league. Like, that man is a gamer. Like, he, he thinks of the game in all aspects of the game the mental aspect, the physical aspect. And I don't think there's also another baseball player out there who just likes
0: baseball as much as Juan Soto. Well, and jumping off of what you're talking about, with Soto in the batter's bucket, it's not just that he you know, he do, does the intimidation and all that stuff. He has a plan mm-hmm. for every pitch of an at-bat. Uh, and he's just – he's such a smart hitter. He's such a uh, – I mean, he's such a smart player. I mean, I've also been impressed with his defense too. I mean, he hasn't had – really any tough chances out there he, had he made, made that, some good sliding, some sliding catches. catches yeah I don't know I, I also going back to the Robles thing I mean sure you know every outfielder has to deal with the Sun I don't know I mean that 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 ball on center on Sunday you know Davey Martinez basically he came out on Sunday and he also on on Friday he sort of People were complaining that that he threw Robles under the bus on Friday when he told them, you know, when he announced that the Robles had gone on his own. But like, the player has to be accountable. Yeah, for that. I, I, a I think a lot of
1: what Davey's mentality is, just looking at what he does and what he says, is that like, you know, you're especially with Robles, like he's taking the, he's not going to hold his hand and, and take, you know, he's not going to be the one to take the fall for him. He's going to hold hold people accountable. And I think accountability is a big part, especially I could see it in the David Robles relationship of like, this is your thing. You have to own up to this like type stuff, because if he did, then it's his mistake. And he's the one to be held responsible
0: for. And Robles fully, to his credit, did own up to it. And like, I I understand what he was doing. Mm -hmm. Trinan is historically very bad at holding base runners. Uh, And the Nats were, you know, that was going to be their one scoring chance getting two runners in scoring position would obviously be beneficial with no outs. Yeah. Uh, And then they could play small ball, score two and then win that game. But if you're banking on the fact that Trinan is a a bad at holding on base runners, you have to, have to, have to get a better jump than Robles got. And if you don't, you have to shut it down. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the fact that he went first pitch, Got a bad jump and was thrown out fairly easily. Like that's, it, the thought process isn't terrible, but the decision on that play is. Yep, yep.
1: And it cost the Nats. I mean, it's made that inning a lot easier to work around. You just gotta get Turner
0: out, and then you're good in the clear. And then you walk Soto. I was thinking, uh, in, in the Sunday game, uh, when the Nats had two on with one out and Soto up. Uh, against the righty, trying and walk of load the bases yeah, to get Zim. wouldn't have been a terrible idea. And they almost did. They went 3 0 on him. They went 3 0 cutter, and Soto got a cookie and popped it up.
1: Yeah, I think it was saying fastball probably. Didn't expect the
0: drop velocity. Got under it a little bit. Yeah. Yep. It is well, what it is. It's what happens when you have one very well, good offensive player. If you know, Taryn's been good too. No, but I'm, I'm saying like. Mm-hmm. They're not going to come through every single time, but you know, you have to score even when that happens. <laughs> and yeah. the Nats have been shut out in three of their six games, so mm-hmm. they haven't made that happen.
1: Yep. So I think just now looking towards the Cardinals series, we talked about the yeah. preview. Tonight's Fetty versus Gantt. Tomorrow is Strasburg versus
0: Uh, at, uh... Flaherty. So it's a very Ooh, good, it's match good up. game.
1: Got Strasburg versus Flaherty, and then Wednesday one fifteen you got Ross versus Wino. Yep. So, got some good and matchups. I mean, the Cardinals heading to this game are five and four on the season. They played the Brewers lost yesterday. Uh, lost last two actually to the Brewers. Uh, so far this year, Arenado. So far this year, I mean, our Arenado has been hitting well, three thirty three with a nine forty seven OPS. Goldschmidt hitting three hundred with no power or walks. Tommy Edman leading off. I mean, this lineup. I mean, Molina has been hitting well, but like this lineup falls off pretty quickly once you get past Arenado. I mean, got the Young. So the lineup yesterday they went with was Edmund Goldschmidt, Arenado, DeYoung, Molina, Dylan Carlson, um, then uh, Tyler O'Neill, if I remember yeah, yep. Tyler O'Neill. And then some guy named Williams in right. I don't even know who this is. Jerome I'm gonna guess Jerome Williams, the old pitcher.
0: It is not Jerome Williams. It's Justin Williams. Justin Williams is uh he got while well, Harrison Bader is on the IL, Justin Williams is getting their like, he's getting the opening day looks. He had a great spring. Uh, he has not been good thus far this year. He's, he had, got two hits and 18 at-bats, uh, both singles, and seven punches. Not great.
1: Yeah, so the lineup's not great. I mean, the rotation, we're going to face their ace and, and Jack Flaherty. We're going to face John Gantt, who's their fifth starter. We're going to face Adam Wainwright. Both has been pretty good for them. Um, Alex Reyes has moved into that closer role. So... It's um, I mean, it's it's gonna be good season. I mean, they're another really good team in the NL. They could very easily win the NL Central. They're projected to win. And it's just you know a tough stretch for the Nats to be out their core of their lineup and facing possibly the three division winners this year.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, the Nats, you know, if they do get Bell, Schwarber, and Harrison back, uh, I'd be very interested to see how. They respond. Apparently they've all been quarantined in their rooms or their houses or wherever they're living uh, for basically the last 10 days. So I don't know how ready they're going to be. Davey said basically if they're here, they're going to be in the lineup mm-hmm. uh, and they'll they'll have to figure it out. Uh, you know, the interesting thing, like Juan Soto last year at, coming off the very same situation. uh you know, he faced Rick Porcello in his first at bat, and he doubled down the left field line. You know, not everyone can be Juan Soto because Juan Soto is a uh, magical baseball machine.
1: But everyone should try to be like Juan Soto. I think that should be your mantra.
0: Yeah. Try to live be today like, like Juan Soto. Be like the boy. So the the Cardinals starters have each gone two turns through the rotation, except John Gantt, who's, who's starting because Michaelis is on the I.L., uh, mm-hmm. None of them have been particularly good, but it's two starts. Yeah. I mean, so the Nats really have knows. seen a lot of the
1: Cardinals this year. I remember they faced a Flaherty and that Flaherty. They faced Gant in a spring training game. They faced Flaherty in a spring training game as well. So they, they've got a chance to see some and of the Wainwright And Wainwright twice. yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact that they played the same three teams or four teams every day for spring training, you know, you get to see those teams a lot. And so this will be the first time they get to see one of the teams they play in spring training a bunch. So we'll see if that plays anything into it, you know, if they're able to, you know, see some things that they weren't able to see normally just playing the Cardinals so much in spring so recently. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. should be a good series. Um, Hopefully the Nats go back to health. I'd say,
0: yeah, if the Nats have their... You know their full starting lineup you know, this is the time where you stop making excuses exactly you can exactly. you can win two of three against this team. you know they're a team that, that's probably you know as well positioned as anyone to win the central Centrals a bad division. this team mm-hmm. is beatable uh, and obviously you know there still are excuses you can make. the Nats are taking three guys presumably they're taking three guys we still don't know yet off the IL and putting them right in the lineup after they've been quarantined in their houses. But you gotta, I mean, baseball's tough. Lots of things happen. You've gotta start, you know. Start, gotta start winning. Yeah, I mean, it's a competitive division. Uh, these games all count. Every, every loss builds. I mean, it's 162 games. Like, I'm, I'm not upset about what happened last week and i don't think it really tells you anything about the nats for the future going forward but at the same time they're now four games under 500 and Mm -hmm. those count so it's you know i hate to say a week in the season it's obviously not make or break time or anything but you know if they have their full lineup Stop making excuses. Yeah, once you get the full lineup back, and who knows if it's this series or the next
1: one, but that's when you'll actually get a fair judgment of this team at its fullest. I mean, I think that's the, the truth of it. I mean, that's the, only, that's the only thing they really tell from this team for the first two weeks.
0: Yep. So hopefully we'll be able to, you know, make that judgment because they'll have gotten their full lineup back tonight. Uh, so they've got these three against the Cardinals, and then they come home for four – against the diamondbacks and at those games it will be 25 percent not 12 and percent capacity up to 10 very exciting so well, i hope you enjoy it's... going
1: to those games oh i will and we'll be back with you guys on wednesday with a brand new episode right after the cardinals game uh, it's a day game so we'll be back wednesday afternoon
0: all right talk to y'all wednesday
1: afternoon